I love that picture of kind of Jesus being a shepherd. He he spoke about that himself, that he's the good shepherd. And it's just it's even the word shepherd, it feels like a warm word. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. It just feels like God wants to shepherd you. It's that sense of warmth and compassion and like even as Angus was saying that, I was just thinking like just God God cares for you. Yeah. He just, he really cares for you and he and, and he wants to care for you. He wants to look out after you um, if you reach out to him. And um, and that's why prayer is so important. That's why we're, we're taking these whole eight weeks out throughout July and through to early August to think about prayer and think about drawing close uh, to God. Mm. Um, it reminds me of that brilliant 1990s rap legend, MC Hammer. Oh, gosh. Can I get a shout out for MC Hammer? Anyone out there who loves MC Hammer? Do you remember MC Hammer? Yeah. I just, I'm scared you're going to burst into the song. And he said that great song. Do you remember that song? Come on, some of you got to remember. We need to pray just to make it today. That's why we pray. Great. <laughs> I know some of you are just loving what I just did. I'm, I'm so tempted to jump into the running man. Oh, go on. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it because <laughs> we're in a moment. But uh, MC Hammer's right, though. We need to pray just to make it today. And I want to talk this morning just for a few minutes as we start to draw our time to a close. I want to talk about a prayer of help, a prayer of asking, a prayer of petition that heaven will always say yes to. A prayer of asking that heaven will always say yes to. You know, it's, it's no surprise, is it, that in these moments that we're living in right now, that prayer has gone to another level across the whole world. You know, when uh, COVID really broke out and in, uh, in March uh, earlier this year and we all got locked in, just prayer has exploded around the world. In fact, I don't know if you saw this in the news, that in, in March, searches for the word prayer on Google rocketed to the highest level ever recorded as people were, were searching and longing for hope. The Church of England established a prayer hotline and in the first 48 hours 6,000 people basically called that hotline looking for hope and, and this doesn't surprise us doesn't it like when bad things happen then we all reach out in prayer it's it's part of our global language it's part of our global experience like when a crisis happens when something terrible happens and we see it in the news and and people are commentating on it friends family political leaders we just naturally use this language, you are in our thoughts and prayers. Mm -hmm. Even people who would not say they're religious, we still use that language because it feels like there's something that we are longing to put our hope in beyond ourselves. And of course, that is the most common prayer of all, that prayer of help, the prayer of asking, the prayer of petition. God, would you help god would you heal god would you rescue god would you save god would you restore god would you change this god would you set free like it's like the longing of our hearts poured out before god in prayer there's a guy called jeremiah and uh, who features in the old testament over hundreds or well, thousands of years ago Jerusalem had been ransacked by the Babylonians. It had been totally destroyed. And, and in the Bible, he, there's, a, there's a book in the Bible called Lamentations. It's literally a book of lament. It's a book of grieving and mourning and being real with God about the struggle. 
And, and in that, he, he writes this, rise during the night and cry out, pour out your hearts like water to the Lord. Lift up your hands to him in prayer. I love that, that poetic language. Pour out your hearts like water to the Lord. Like, isn't that what we do in those moments of desperation, those, those longing? It's just like our, our prayers pour out like water. And this week in the prayer course, we're going to be thinking about the prayer of petition, the prayer of asking. When I encourage you to connect as we think about how do we pray these kind of asking prayers in a way that we will feel like heaven hears us, although heaven always does. There's no secret formula really at the end of the day. It's just being real with God about what's going on. But I want to look super briefly at a, a story about prayer in the book of Acts. Yeah, Acts is the fifth book in the New Testament and it tells the story of the early church. And as we step into Acts chapter four, uh, let me give you a kind of brief context of what's happened. The risen Jesus has returned to heaven. Uh, the Holy Spirit has been sent to the church, which is just the family of God, the people of God, to fill them with power to continue the work of Jesus in the world. And in Acts chapter three, that power is quickly evidenced in an incident where a man who has been lame, he's been unable to walk for the whole of his life, is miraculously healed when Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, prays for him. It's a, it's a miracle. It's crazy. And, and he literally, he starts dancing in the street. If you're old like me and you've been in church a long time, you'll remember a cheesy old chorus. Do you remember? He was walking and leaping and praising God. Sorry, I don't know that one. <laughs> just not, not joining in with MC Hammer. Not sure. Anyway, some if you know that song, put it in the comments. <laughs> Don't let me stand alone here. Anyway, because that's what he's doing. He's walking, he's leaping, he's praising God because like, like the guy could not walk. And then he's healed and then he can walk. And not only can he walk, he's dancing. Unsurprisingly, as a result of this, a crowd gather around Peter. And Peter goes on to tell them that he's not done it, but it is the power of Jesus Christ who has healed and brought restoration to this broken man. But the temple authorities are mad about this. And so they then arrest Peter and John, and they basically say to them, you must stop speaking about Jesus. You must stop saying that Jesus is the Messiah. You must stop saying that Jesus is God. You must stop saying that Jesus heals people, and you must stop saying that Jesus is the one who truly brings forgiveness and freedom into people's lives. You must stop this. And if you, if you look in the text in Acts 3 and 4, you'll see like they threaten Peter and John, they intimidate them, they bully them, they basically say to them, you know what happened to this Jesus guy, we crucified him. And so if you want what happened to him to happen to you, then carry on. But best, you stop now, otherwise you're going to come to an untimely end. And then they let Peter and John go. And Peter and John, they go and find the other Christians, the other followers of Jesus, and they tell them everything that's just happened. Now I wonder what you would be feeling in this moment if you were Peter and John. Maybe you'd be thinking, hold on, like we just healed some guy through, you know, God did it through us and they want to kill us? Like, what's that about? Or maybe you'd feel like the disciples as you're listening to this story and you're thinking, hold on a second, now they're threatening our lives? Like, this isn't what we signed up to, Jesus. This isn't, this isn't what we thought to be a Christian. We thought if we followed God, everything would be okay. But that's not their reality. And the amazing thing is, that's not what they pray. Because when they hear this story, they hear what's happened, the first thing they do is pray. And you'll find the whole prayer in Acts chapter 4, verse 24 to 30. 
But I just want to read three verses, which is verses 29 to 31. So this is part of what they pray. This is the end of their prayer. It says this. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us, your servants, great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. And then verse 31 says this. After this prayer, the meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And then they preached the word of God with boldness. Boldness. Now notice what they didn't pray in this prayer. Look at the whole prayer later. Notice what they didn't pray. They didn't pray, God, would you stop the threats? They didn't pray, God, would you protect us? Would you promise that we'll be okay? Would our lives not be at risk? They didn't pray, would you protect us from suffering? They didn't pray in this moment, God, change our circumstance. They prayed the prayer that in my experience, and it happens here, always gets heaven's attention. They prayed the prayer that will always get a yes from heaven. And friends, that prayer is simply this. God, change me. God, change us. Because that's what they pray. They pray, God, whatever happens, whatever we face, help us to be bold. Help us to be courageous. Courageous. Change our heart. Help us to keep serving you. Help us to keep holding on to you. Whatever happens, good, bad or ugly, we pray that you would change us. That you would change us. And, and literally in the, in the original language, this word for boldness that they pray, because the New Testament is originally written in Greek, it literally means help us to be fearless, to be confident, to be courageous, to speak about Jesus freely, without ambiguity, to, be, to do it really clearly. Change us so that we come into line with your purposes. They discovered the most important secret to prayer, and it's this. That God is far more committed to change us personally than our circumstances. That God is more committed to change me than the things that are going on around me. Am, am I saying that therefore we shouldn't pray for things? No, of course not. We should pray for things. We've already done that this morning. We should give heaven no rest. It's right that we pray for people to be healed and saved and jobs to be found. We should knock on the door of heaven all the time. And we see that in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. We see it in the life of Jesus. People who are relentlessly praying, change my circumstance, change my situation. We should do that. That's always important to do. But the prayer of petition about personal transformation above any other prayer is the prayer that God will always, always say yes to. Because God ultimately wants to change us. Because he wants us to become more like Jesus. Because Jesus isn't battling with anxiety and fear and sickness. And Jesus is full of love and peace and joy and hope and, and compassion and forgiveness. And so the more we become like Jesus, the more healed and whole and well we'll be, whatever's going on around us. But when we pray those kind of prayers that the disciples prayed, when they're saying, God, in the midst of this struggle, in the midst of these threats, in the midst of the suffering, change me. Help me to hold on to you even when it's hard. Grow my peace 
grow my strength, grow my comfort, grow my hope, grow my vision, grow my love, grow my capacity to forgive other people, change me, grow me. When they prayed that prayer, like heaven said such a big yes, that there was an earthquake. It is literally heaven loved that prayer so much, it shook the whole building. And the Holy Spirit filled them afresh with the power of God. And they received the answer to their prayer because it just goes on to say, and they preached the word of God with boldness. Friends, I want to ask you at the beginning of this week. Yes, of course, let's keep praying that God changes our situations and circumstances. Let's do that. But in the midst of them, until those answers come, we'll be thinking about unanswered prayer in a couple of weeks time. Until those answers come, really, I know God changed me. Give me peace. Give me comfort. Help me to be more like Jesus. I want to invite you at the beginning of this new week to pray the most wonderful and powerful and transformational prayer that you can pray, which is simply, God, change me. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Change me. Help me to be more like Jesus. Change the way I think. Change the way I feel. Change how I see things. Change how I hear things. Change the way I speak. Change everything about me. Change me for my good, for the good of those around me. That I would be able to say, even in the fiercest of storms, it's well with my soul. That I'd be able to say in the toughest of battles, life is hard, God is good, and I'm okay. Life is hard, but God is good, and I'm okay. It's the prayer that heaven will always say yes to, because God does work in our circumstances, but he's more committed to change you and me from the inside out rather than our situations from the outside in. And so with that in mind, I want to invite you to join with me in a moment of prayer. Um, I've a longer teaching on this passage in Acts 4 where, where I'll be looking at some principles that we learn from this about the prayer of petition, praying to see our circumstances change. Do listen to that preach this week. Take some time to do that. But for now, let's, let's join together and pray that, God, would you change me prayer? Mm-hmm. And I want to do that for all of us and then speak to maybe someone very specifically today. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to ask you to maybe even now to put your hand on your heart. Earlier we did this, didn't we? But in this moment, to put our hand on our heart, because I guess our heart, we think of the heart as the center of who we are, our heart, our soul. And why don't you just, for a moment of stillness, right where you are, wherever you are on your journey of faith, invite God into this moment. Yes, you want your situation to change, but in this moment, the boldness to say, God, change me. Help me to be kind. Help me to be loving. Help me to know peace. Help me to forgive. Change me. Help me to be courageous. Help me to persevere. Whatever your prayer is right now, just in this moment, why don't you pray? Change me, God. Change my heart. Change me. Be good news to me and then through me. It's the cry of our And today, if you don't know this Jesus, if you've not invited him to be part of your life, you know, this amazing story that the Bible tells us, 
is that God created you. God loves you. God knows you. God died for you. God rose for you. God is praying for you. And he invites you to be part of his family, both now and for all eternity. And all you have to say is yes. Yeah. All you have to say is yes. God, be, be my amazing heavenly dad. Be the leader of my life. Help me to become more like Jesus. I surrender my life to you. Right where you are, you can just simply pray that prayer. I'm sorry, Lord, that I tried to do life without you. Forgive me. Thank you that you love me so much that you died and rose again, and that I can have a new life. Would you help me in the power of your spirit to live the rest of my life for you, with you, and for all eternity? Best prayer you can ever pray. And then for the rest of your life, be praying that prayer. Change me. Yeah. Change me.